Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. Continuing in our faithful series, I know for Teen Challenge, your theme, wasn't it last year, John, was it always faithful, was your theme last year? Um, So today I want to talk about being faithful in wisdom, faithful in wisdom. How, How often have you been facing a decision and you've thought, boy, I could really use some wisdom about this decision right about now. Uh, sometimes it's just something as simple as, as buying tires for your car. I do not know which is the right one. I need some wisdom. Maybe that's more knowledge or anything. Or maybe like me, you've paid a lot of what Dave Ramsey calls stupid tax. <laughs> Anybody know what stupid tax is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've paid a lot of it. Um, the expense that's associated with making unwise uh, decisions. My parents tried hard to instill wisdom in me. I think they're still trying. They watch uh, online and they're very encouraging. And um, uh, but I didn't listen often enough. I confess that now. Wish I had. Not their fault. Um, but really, is wisdom something you can acquire? Like, can you gain wisdom, or is it a gift? Like you, you have it or you don't. Sort of like a Spider-Man. You know, great power, great responsibility um, kind of thing. Uh, it, you know, in the Bible, we know there's a gift, a gift of the Holy Spirit called the, a word of wisdom or the gift of wisdom. But can can you acquire wisdom? Well, the Bible would say that, yes, you can acquire wisdom. Anyone can become wise. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. To become wise, it begins by putting your trust in the Lord. So what's wisdom? Uh, lots of ways probably you could define it, but I, I would say this. Wisdom's the ability to take knowledge and convert it to practical insight. To take knowledge and convert it to practical insight. So education and experience, um, position, age, none of those are a guarantee of wisdom. There are wise young people and there are foolish elderly people so it's 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 not a guarantee any of those things wisdom though has endless value for you Uh, with wisdom you'll make better decisions in your finances in your relationships in your parenting in your marriage those of you are married uh in in your workplace in all these things you're going to find even even in how you spend your free time you're going to find wisdom is going to help you make better decisions. So it's worth pursuing. There's a set of books in the Bible, kind of in the middle of your Bible, that we call wisdom literature or the wisdom books. Uh, anybody know what they are? There's five of them. Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. They're called the wisdom books or the wisdom literature. And really the book of wisdom right in the middle of that is Proverbs. And Proverbs is full of these short axioms that that really help you grow and gain uh, wisdom. And the first few chapters of Proverbs actually really outline the benefit of wisdom and kind of trying to sell you on it, uh, like why you should become wise. I'm going to help you with that. And so to do that, we're going to read Proverbs chapter 2, the first 15 verses. And if you've got your Bible with you, I invite you to find that. Proverbs chapter 2, I love it. All you guys, 
our guests this morning in the front rows are all hauling up their Bibles. So uh, it's a good lesson to the rest of us. If you're able, let's stand together for the reading of God's Word. Opening your Bible to Proverbs chapter 2. If you're having a hard time finding it, just, just open basically in the middle of your Bible. You'll probably be in the Psalms and go to the right one book and you'll be in Proverbs. Proverbs, big number 2, starting at small number 1, verse 1. It says this, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry loud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. We thank the Lord for his word. Let's be seated together. There's lots of good things uh, for, for wisdom, uh, from wisdom for us in this passage. Throughout the book of Proverbs, you're going to encounter three kinds of people. There's three kinds of people in the book of Proverbs. There's the wise, there's the wicked, and there's the foolish. Wise, wicked, and foolish. The wise, I mean, that's kind of the obvious choice. That's what you want to be. That's the goal. And, and the wise do well because they fear God and they obey his word. And as a result, they're a blessing to others and they are a blessing to themselves. They kind of experience a blessed life because they're wise and they make wise decisions. That's the wise person. The wicked, the wicked, that's sort of obvious. Uh, the wicked are all about destruction. They want to tear things down. They want to cast harm. Everything that God says is good, uh, he says is bad, they say is good. And everything God says is bad, they say is good. They, they're all about deception. Uh, that which... Um, they're doing wrong. They accuse you of doing. Everything's distorted and twisted. Um, and so the wicked will be judged ultimately. So there's the wise, the wicked, and then there's the foolish. And the foolish are different. The foolish aren't necessarily out to destroy anyone or anything, but they destroy themselves. They're, they're lazy. They're undisciplined. They're gossiping. They're arrogant. They're unteachable. They're immoral. They're impulsive. All these are the things that Proverbs talk about the foolish person. They have the capacity, the ability, the potential to become wise, but in their ignorance, they remain foolish because they always think they know better. Wise, wicked, and foolish. Which will you be? We know wickedness is a choice. But we don't always realize that wisdom and foolishness are choices as well. But we want to be wise, and so we want to choose the behaviors of wisdom. And so we're going to talk here about how we can be faithful in wisdom. This is uh, the wise woman that I married. <laughs> Who knows what I need even before I do. She's amazing. All right. Look again at verses 1 through 5. Um, 
And notice all the doing words. We call them verbs, right? If you, my son, if you accept my words, if you store my commands, turning your ear, applying your heart, calling out for insight, cry aloud for understanding, uh, look for it as silver, search for it as treasure, right? There's this repeated sense of like a very assertive action on my part to gain wisdom. And so we're going to say it this way. Acquiring wisdom is up to me. Acquiring wisdom is up to me. I bet you for, for our friends here, you guys from Teen Challenge, I bet you one of the first things you had to come to realize is that not everything that happened to you was someone else's fault, right? You had to realize that some of the things, some of the mess you got in was your choice, right? And so in the same way, acquiring wisdom is also up to me. It's not someone else's that kind of, kind of put it on me. Acquiring wisdom is up to me. Gaining wisdom starts by accepting um, verse one, accepting wisdom's words, storing up wisdom's commands. So it starts here in the Bible. In the context of what we're reading, who's speaking? It's actually wisdom is speaking. She, uh, wisdom is personified as a woman in, in Proverbs and, and calling out to you. Um, but we also know from First Corinthians uh, one twenty four that Jesus himself is the embodiment of wisdom. So in other words, Jesus is speaking, and you have got to listen to God's word if you want to become wise, right? So here's what's kind of hard about this. God gives wisdom. We see that in verse 6. It says, "It says, uh, for the Lord gives wisdom. So God gives the wisdom, but we still have to work for it, right? Now, salvation is a gift. You can't earn your salvation. You don't work for your salvation. But wisdom, well, if you don't pursue it, I promise you, you're going to keep making dumb mistakes, right? Destructive choices that will actually limit your, listen, you can be a believer. I met somebody yesterday. It was kind of funny. Somebody overheard a conversation I was having with somebody and she just inserted herself in the conversation. And, uh, and I don't, in fact, I invited her to church. So if you're here this morning, uh, I'm going to use you an illustration because it was kind of funny. You got to admit, she's dropping F-bombs to me and her husband keeps saying, Watch your language. Watch your language. And as we get into the conversation, she goes, oh, yeah, I just became a Christian, too. And uh, I thought, well, this is funny. So God's at work changing her heart. Not everything is caught up yet. Not everything is kind of up to speed just so far. It's coming. But that's going to have to come or she'll keep making kind of those sort of lifestyle choices. And so um, you got to pursue wisdom so that you don't limit your enjoyment of God's grace and potentially even destroy your testimony. I often think about, this is more than 30 years ago, but uh, when I met Becky, she was working in a, can I say where you were working? She was a, she was the queen of a plumbing distributor. And uh, <laughs> she was the only woman, so, but she ran the office. And, uh, and there was this guy that was working there and he was a, he was a Christian, a very outspoken Christian. But he had the worst reputation in the workplace as lazy, unreliable, late, like all the kind of worst quality of an employee. But he was super outspoken about his faith. It was bad for the testimony because he was unwise about how he how he was functioning. Do you, do you get that connection? All right. I'm over. I'm overdoing that point. But acquiring wisdom is up to me and it's humbling, hard work, but it's worth it. Secondly, I want to say this, that we're on a journey that requires wisdom. Verses six through eight, you know, talk about that. So when we use the the journey metaphor for the Christian life, it might be helpful to think about 
you know, a book or a movie like The Hobbit or The Lord of the Rings, right? Because in those books and in those stories, sometimes the characters get in a lot of trouble, usually because of somebody's foolishness. Usually one of the hobbits. But anyway, right? And then they always recover because of somebody's wisdom in those in those stories. Look again at verses 7 and 8. It says, and I think we've got this on screen. He holds success in store for the upright. He's a shield to those whose walk is blameless. He guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Do you see those traveling words in there? Uh, he holds in store for the upright. Um, it, the, the word walk is in there. His walk is blameless. He guards the course. Okay, that's a traveling word. Protects the way. That's another travel word, right? You've not arrived in life. And as long as we're living and following Jesus, we're still on the path. We're not at the destination yet. We're still in process. We're still moving, right? And so we're on a path. And the path can be dangerous. There's all kinds of temptations and snares. You can remember um, the, the song Amazing Grace through many dangerous toils and snares, right? The Bible says we're in a spiritual war. And so wisdom saves your life. Look at those words. It's your shield. It guards you. It protects you. Wisdom saves your life. One of the ways we acquire wisdom on the path is to seek out godly advisors, good people around us who will help us. When someone, you know, find someone who cares about you, might be a parent or a pastor or a teacher. Uh, when that person offers you guidance, you would do well to heed their advice. Pay attention. How many kids screw up their life? I mean, some of you guys talked about not really having, you know, that, those people in your life, right? Um, um, was it Michael? Yeah. yeah, you talked about being being a young guy. You didn't have any, you were on your own. You didn't have anybody speaking into your life. And you were really a, a vulnerable prey for the enemy, right? I appreciate your testimony this morning. Thank you for that. So um, don't just assume you know better than that person who's speaking into your life. Life's a journey. The journey requires wisdom. Third thing I want to say is this, and this is an amazing development for the person pursuing wisdom, that good judgment is a natural outcome or natural benefit of wisdom. Good judgment is a natural benefit of wisdom. I think one of the scariest things uh, in life can be making a hard decision, a hard choice, and then trusting that you've made the hard, made the right choice. Right. Some of you are experiencing some like major transitions in your life. Like, man, I hope we made the right move. Like, did we really make the right decision? And and the Bible teaches that when you've given your heart fully to the Lord, he's given you a new heart. You're a new creation in Christ and and you have a new heart. And so generally you can trust your decisions because the Holy Spirit is guiding you. Now, if you still need to test it. Hey, what do you think? Get, get some counsel. But generally you're going to be able to trust how God is Leading you. Look at the promises we just read in verses 9 and 10. We'll put this one on the screen as well. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For, the, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. You'll actually like the idea of doing what is right. It makes sense to you now, right? Uh, and in the next chapter, chapter 3, there's a, a beloved couple of verses, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, that says it this way. Trust in the Lord... Well, in fact, it's just so we all stay awake. Let's read this one together. Ready? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Some of you guys have memorized that one. 
Last week, did you remember verse last week? <laughs> nice, nice. That's a good theme verse. That's a good life verse right there, right? So let's say, for example, you're thinking about, you're going to change jobs. Uh, you, you've got a great offer. It's going to help support your family. Uh, it respects your schedule, allows you to be at church on Sundays. Um, you know, it puts you in a position where you can use your abilities to be a blessing to others and be helpful. Can you trust your own decision on that? Yes. Should you pray about it? Of course, right? And if it's the wrong decision, there will be something in your spirit that says, I'm not so sure about this. We call that a check. Something that just says, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go talk to my friend John about this. John, I've got this situation. What do you think? And John's gonna say, well, have you thought about this? And did you pray? Oh, no, I didn't think about that. So you still test it, but you can trust that God's speaking. You're gonna find that as you pursue wisdom, tough decisions actually get easier. All right. There's, uh, there's some amazingly good news there in the, the last few verses that we read, verses 12 through 15. I'm going to reread this uh, for you. Verse 12, wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who've left the straight paths to walk dark ways, who delight in doing wrong, who rejoice in the perverseness of evil, and whose paths are crooked and who do who are devious in their ways. Not only will wisdom help you with decisions, not only keep you on the right path, right? Not only do you have a new heart, godly wisdom will keep you out of the wrong crowd. Godly wisdom will keep you out of the wrong crowd. And in case you forgot, God is in the saving business. God is in the saving business, friends. God sent his son Jesus not to condemn the world, but to save the world, world. right? Through him. And so that includes you. That includes every person in this room. God came, God sent Jesus to save you. He's not out to destroy you. He's trying to save you. God's not hoping you'll mess up so somehow he can say, ha ha, gotcha. I was waiting for you to mess up. That's not how God works. He wants you to experience grace and mercy and forgiveness and then to live a holy life that pleases him. And so God's wisdom will keep you from going back to where you were. And I could use examples of, uh, of, of you know, like a, a broken life. But it's not just sort of maybe the most kind of obvious examples. Maybe even some of the examples you guys shared. Sometimes, you know, the wrong crowd might not just be the old crowd of your life before Christ. The wrong crowd could could include even like religious types who distort God's word for their own comfort. Or the wrong crowd, you know, could be those people who exert like incredible theological gymnastics to to get the Bible to say what they want it to say and rather than reading and applying God's word as it is that's been given to us. And so you need godly wisdom to keep you in the right crowd and on the right path. And I and I can't emphasize enough that wisdom is not simply being smarter or trying harder or being more disciplined. Those are those are good qualities, but that's not wisdom. Right? The wisdom we're talking about is from God. As verse 6 says, the Lord gives wisdom. It's His wisdom that we desire, that we need. That holy insight, that godly insight into situations so that we can live our lives as a blessing for the people around us. And yet it's up to you and me, even though God gives it, it's up to you and me to pursue that wisdom by applying ourselves to hear and to obey God's voice and God's word through Scripture. I want to finish. Um, in fact, Christy, you've got a closing song for us, right? Why don't you come on up, Christy? 
Let's finish um, by hearing what God says about his wisdom in the New Testament book of James. It's uh, many people love it's right near the end of the New Testament. Um, James and Peter, Peter and John, 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 Jude and Revelation. So if you get to Peter, you've gone too far. James chapter three. James is famous for saying anyone who lacks wisdom should ask and God gives it generously. But look at verse three, chapter three, verse 17. It says the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace loving, then considerate, submissive and full of mercy and good fruit. It's impartial and sincere. And that's that's quite a list of what God's wisdom contains. How do I know if I'm growing in godly wisdom? Well, do my actions match any of the things on that list? The, do my actions match the wisdom from above? Am I, am I functioning in a way that's pure, in a, in a way that's peace-loving? Am I considerate? Am I submissive? Am I merciful? Am I fruitful? Am I impartial? Am I, am I sincere in my deeds? That's what it means to welcome the wisdom that comes from above. And if you'll grow in wisdom, you'll increasingly be a blessing to others. And this is the most amazing thing. We don't deserve it, but we will experience blessing in our life. I look around this room and I can see some of you who have just walked in wisdom with the Lord. And God has just brought, just bless other people through you so much and brought blessing into your life. You'll avoid heartache and ruin and you'll prosper spiritually. And very often you'll prosper materially, though it's not a guarantee, but very often that comes with it because you're making wise choices. You'll stop waiting for someone else to fix your problems. And rather, instead, you'll take responsibility, grow in wisdom and live in submission to God. You can do it. Just remember where it starts. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the fear of the Lord that's the beginning of wisdom. You'll be wise when you make Jesus, Lord, and let him lead your whole life. We're going to sing a song. I just love this song. Be thou my vision. Where we're really surrendering and submitting. Let's stand together if you're able. That's where we're surrendering and submitting to the Lord's leadership in our life. As only he can do. Let me pray for you, Christy. And then I'll let you wrap up today with a benediction. Okay. God, we thank you that you are so good to us. God, that you don't just leave us to flounder and, and bumble along and make all the mistakes. But Lord, you, you long for us to receive your wisdom, wisdom from above. And God, I just pray for each of us today that we begin with putting our trust in you, Jesus, who you gave your life for us. So we want to put all our trust in you and then begin to walk in the wisdom you have for the benefit of others and to receive the blessing you have in our own lives. We thank you, Lord for your goodness to us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out BethanyChurchFresno.com.